ED. No. <laughs> Back for the first time. Back <laughs> like we never left. It's Friday, fool. Can you see there that? There it is. There it is. <laughs> My man, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Did you mm-hmm. miss us? Because we certainly missed y'all. But we are back and in the fold. Preseason is a wrap. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that as the Niners inch towards the beginning of this 2022 regular season. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to be involved in the show. Continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, if there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that. Uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. As some of you, some of you have, um, I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore, and on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray, and he is at ed25 is that right yeah, they all know because they all started unfollowing me for some reason <laughs> 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 you gotta there, love it you gotta been, love preseason. There's, there, there's been uh there's been a lot of questions obviously we appreciate all the questions whatever we we I, as i simply told you all we we just took a little bit of a hiatus um but here we are back in the fold come on now nobody everybody understands that you don't put your players out there doing preseason right <laughs> right that part there it is you don't put your first team out doing preseason people understand we're going to get our reps at practice we're not going to get them during the game so you got to understand that <laughs> uh so yeah, as, as always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at, at Bet Online. Um, Bet Online, the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events, uh, with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major, major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first okay. deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. He is Super Bowl right. champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. ED. Yeah. Where we been, dog? Let's, let's, what have we been up to? Okay, let's just address the gorilla that's sitting over in the corner. Okay. Cat's out the bag now, ED. Um, um, you know, it's I I didn't mention anything about it before, but Pete Carroll asked me to come up to camp. Um, and just look at you and I, you know, we've had these discussions about the whole coaching thing and, and back and forth. And I, you know, so I decided I'm going to like look into it. And Pete and I had been having, you know, I go way back to Pete Carroll. Um, I think, you know, my fondness of him and his teaching ability and his program that he's built. So, uh, we actually discussed it in detail. He asked me to come up and and look into it, the whole coaching thing, and work with the corners and and the defensive staff. So I did. Now, first of all, it's okay. So that's that's the thing. So I went in and I looked at it from that aspect. It very fascinating looking at it uh, at, from a player's perspective and working with players and doing those things that I've always done. Um, that part I get. I know, you know, I can, I can look at a player and help a player get better technique wise and all these things, but there's so much more that goes into coaching. And that's what Pete wanted me to see the, the entire, the entire gamut of prepping and planning, uh, positioning, 
uh, your units so that they can be successful. The, the, the understanding and the discussions that go into plays and all the type things that have to happen and finding what you do have in your, in your Bible that you're going to present offensively or defensively, defensively, what you don't have based on the opponent and their strengths and weaknesses, all of those things that go into it. And then how to present that to the players in the different aspects of the way they learn so that they can be their best. Cause everything is truly about the player. Everything is about the player. Everything is in service of the player and you learn. And that's a, something that I saw when you're playing, you don't feel that way. Being on the other side of things and hearing the conversations, all of it, everything is in service of the player. So it's going to help me tremendously um, doing this, talking about the team, talking about um, the season, talking about the Niners taking six, uh, because I, I, I look at things somewhat differently now. Um, I still understand the players aspect of it and how it feels to be in that hole in the arena, but I also see how you go about things from a Kyle Shanahan standpoint, um, from um, a Ryan standpoint. I see how you go about things and approach things with the players that you have and the plan based on who you're playing. So that's going to, I think that's going to help us have a little bit more insight on this show. Um, and then far as far as pursuing, pursuing coaching or anything like that, guys, Everybody out there, you can't take Niners away from me. You can't. But for Sean, the odds are, the odds actually are 31 to 1. Okay? If I decide to go into it, so people, just be realistic about it. The odds are 31 to 1, you know, about coming in. I can't, so I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I didn't, I didn't tell the Niners. I told the Niners I would love to come in and work with them and, and do the same thing that Pete said yes to. So uh, odds are while, you know, and, and seeing other teams and talking to other coaches, there are others that are saying it. So the, the odds are just in the favor of me being somewhere else as opposed to the Niners. But of course I would always love, love, love. I mean, look, it, it's just like your playing days, right? You love being in the colors, but there came a time where you had to put on some different colors. Right. Yes. And, and, and yeah. I think that's no different than that. Um, obviously well, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and 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 I'll, I'll say this first. We people been reaching out on social media. They've been and, and we're all grateful and thankful, you know, that that there's been you know interest. And you missed us, right? It feels good to be missed. Yes. Um, but obviously that this is your news to tell, right? I, I didn't want to, you know, come. We we've talked about this and, and and stuff. You know, we've been talking about this for a while actually. Um, but this was your news to tell, obviously. So you know, obviously wanted to give you you know, this, this platform, this time for you to be able to, to, to yeah, yeah. So but, um, here we are, we're, we're, we're back in the fold now. And uh, I'm glad my teammates back y'all, but I do realize yeah. one day may come <laughs> where, where, you know, yeah, you always tomorrow may come. We'll leave and we'll yeah. just leave it at that. But, but like I said, I learned some things very interesting. It's very, very interesting seeing how, um, you know, because we sit here and we talk about the other teams. It's interesting seeing how other places view players, especially the coaching staff, how they view the Rams, how they view their own players in Seattle, how they view the Niners. It's, it's very interesting on seeing those things and, and the approach that you take and how you feel about your ability to succeed, um, what you have to avoid, how you have to attack 
different teams within the division and within the league for that matter. So all of these things we will utilize, you know, exactly. We, we will utilize it to help explain ball to guys the same way to men and women, the same way we've always done it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just got a little bit more insight that I, that I think can help. That's all. And I'll share it with you. Absolutely. Uh, so that being said, all right, here we are, right? Yeah. Preseason is a wrap. And you, and you mentioned something, you know, which I've kind of been on my soapbox about lately, just in terms of the preseason and, you know, they've, they, they've trimmed it down from four games yeah. to three, but you, you look at these joint practices mm -hmm. and how much these coaches are beginning to kind of fall in love with them. And, and I say yeah. that from the backdrop of just what I see here, you know, um, Obviously, spend a lot of time around the Rams and the Chargers, right? This is something mm -hmm. both of those head coaches are fond over. They don't play any of their guys during the preseason. Uh, from a, a Niner standpoint, they play their guys to an extent. But week two against Minnesota, uh, they had those joint practices out there. So the guys didn't really play, right? Yeah. Trade, trade yeah. didn't get in there, right? And so yeah. it seems like these things are sort of taken over because you're, you're able to get there's not as many cameras. It's not nationally televised, right? All the replays aren't going to be on NFL Network. So you get to get in some of that game work in more of a controlled environment. Yes. And you get to get different looks from the opposition that you're not going to get in a preseason game because they're just going to run their vanilla coverages defensively. And offensively, you don't want to, you know, uh, reveal too much of what's in your bag. And so these, these, these joint practices have become somewhat of a premium um for for a lot of coaches for a lot of teams uh throughout the league and we're starting to see it happen more and more heck the i feel like the patriots even had two joint practice sessions i want to say mm -hmm. they were with the panthers and then they were um there was someone else as well i forget i forget who the other team was but anyways that like that's happening right so that being said um even less time on yeah. the field for your guys in preseason games right so it's a wrap, right? We've gone through all three weeks of preseason. For some people, the sky is fall the sky is falling, right? Trey, Trey just don't got it, right? <laughs> and for others, it's like, well, it's preseason. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, somewhere in the middle is the truth. Yeah. Um, but what what if anything can we take from this? Um, that first of all, you can look at the team overall. So much focus has been on um Trey um he's a national that's, story that's that's the whole garoppolo trade thing all this stuff so you're overlooking the rest of the team the team is not going to be built around trey this is a defensive this right now this is a defensive football team that uh will be aided by the run game that's how i think kyle shanahan is going to approach it I think that's how the, you know, from that's how I think others believe he's going to approach it. Um, Kyle wants to run the ball. We know that. I think he's going to try to establish the run. I think he's going to try to work his, his pass game off of that. Everyone who's expecting it to be far different from what they saw before with Garoppolo, then I think you're going to have a problem and you're going to think the sky's falling. It's not going to be much different. Kyle's going to run the ball, and he's going to play to his defense because the defense is the strength of the team. Yes, you have some playmakers on offense, and you're going to utilize them, as we see already. Last night was a perfect example of it. 
because you went against a Lovey Smith team where Lovey is going to do more than just be vanilla. Why? Because it's a national game. Lovey wants to look good. It was a national game. So he's going to throw some things out there, some wrinkles. He's going to put some things out there that they haven't seen. And what did Trey do? It was like, check it down, get it out of his hands. Um, you know what? When he tried to go down the field, I'm holding on to it too long. I got to duck. I got to eat dirt or I'm going to get killed. It's, that's what's going to happen. It's not going to be much different. He looked like a, he looked like a first-year starter that hasn't played a lot of games and that's that's going to be it and that's fine just be prepared for that he has to grow as a player yes there is more physical ability than it that than garoppolo possessed yes but you're not i don't i think the expectation is patrick mahomes I, i'm gonna stop you right there i'm gonna stop yeah. you right there i'm gonna stop you right there the okay. expectation is patrick mahomes right yeah, and, and this is something that we've talked about, and this is something that's just kind of been stirring, right? In, in a sense that uh, similar pass, right? I don't know that anybody expected yeah. Mahomes to go as high as he did, and uh, Kyle and, and 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 John got everybody with the okie doke, right? All of America yeah. thought Mac Jones was going to be drafted by the Niners, and all of a sudden, yeah. half night, here comes Trey Lance, right? And and he kind of has that year, right, where he doesn't start, similar to Pat, right? And then Pat comes in year two. He sets the world on fire. Lewis Riddick, someone who um, I really enjoy his commentary, right? Uh-huh. Um, and he's, he's got experience in the league and, and, and he's worn different hats in the league. Um, he has he has been unbashful um, in his praise of Trey Lance and thinking he's going to be just that. He, he stopped just short of saying mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh-huh. And, to me, and I think that's what I hear you're saying too as well, that may be a little bit too much, right? That's that's a little over overzealous, so to speak. Well, you know what? Well, let me say this. I think it's, if we're talking about ability, I'm with it. I'm with it. This is the thing. But, but remember how I started this. I'm saying the mindset of the organization. This is a, they know the strength of this team is their defensive front. They know that. So you're going to try to keep that defensive front in the best possible position. You do that by running the ball, not turning the ball over, not giving them a short field to deal with because you know you can win those field position, field positioning type games. You also know that you have you, you've got some more playmakers into that. I like Womack. Um, you, you got some guys that you're trying that playmakers that can give you opportunities to score points and win games. So you're going to play to that. With that being said, this I don't know if Kyle is going to be Andy Reid, whereas like I'll deal with you slinging it all over the place and giving up the the ball. Not as MO possessions um, because I, 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 I'll, I'm OK with putting the defense in that position. I don't know if Kyle's going to. That's what I'm saying. Don't ex, don't expect that because I don't see Kyle flipping the switch saying screw the run game. Let's just throw it. Let's grow with him right now. Let's just let him wing it. And that's that's what you got to do to be a Patrick Mahomes. You got to throw the ball 45 times a game. I don't think Kyle's gonna do that. So so that's what I'm saying. So it's not a it's not a he doesn't have the, and I think that's what people always get if you start to say, well, don't expect that. It's always, well, you don't think he has the talent. No, 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 not even about that. The, the arm talent, the legs, all of that stuff, it's it's there. No question. No question. 
Yeah, they, I mean, there are people who are just gushing over Trey, right? And, and these are, I mean, people we see on TV every day, talking heads, you know, in particular. Um, I mentioned Lewis Riddick. I think he's probably at the forefront of the, the, the Trey Lance bandwagon. Um, I think there is something there to what you said, right? In terms of Kyle Shanahan, I don't know that that's his MO, right? I don't know that that's how he, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is, right? Like, I just don't know that that's how he, he sees the game, right? Um, that it, it just, it, it yes. just, doesn't, it just yes. doesn't appear to me that, that, that that's, yes. the way, that's the way he goes about it. I don't think Kyle would have done that with Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. exactly as you know, I don't think he sees football that way. Yeah. So that so with that being said, um, there were there's some talk, right? And this has kind of come out of camp, and this has kind of come. I mean, we've maybe seen this a little bit. Something in the games. There's he brings something to the table that he being Trey that Jimmy necessarily yeah. didn't. That's the ability to be able to go downfield, right? Uh-huh. And kind of you know allow this this offense to kind of maneuver a little bit, a little bit more down the field in the passing game. But then there's this question about the downfield accuracy. Um, is it too early to be concerned about that? Cause that, that seems to be a concern coming out of camp. Yeah. Uh, even in, in some of the games, you know, that, that we've seen so far here, his two appearances and preseason. Uh-huh. Well, well, yeah, of course it, it's, it's no, it's not too early. He's the starting quarterback. Right. He's been given the keys. He's a starting quarterback. So accuracy is going to be um, of concern. He, he, you, everything is about the ball. You can't turn the ball over. It's all about the ball. So he, he has to be efficient with throwing the ball where it needs to be. Yes. That's a concern. Accuracy will always be a concern for a quarterback and an inaccurate quarterback is a problem period. I, I'm sorry, the Jeff Georges and the Jay Cutlers of the league, they threw the prettiest balls ever. Jay Cutler might have the prettiest spin on a football in the history of the NFL. The problem is that he would spin it to the other colors all the time. That was his, That was Jay Cutler's problem. That's why he didn't win a lot of football games. So that's a that's an issue. So, so, so um. Now we, but what we will see is how big of an issue is it? How quickly will he start to process the information in front of him? How quickly will he be able to, um, you know, get over that? Now, one thing that I was looking at a lot when, yeah, when you talk about the downfield throwing and all that stuff, yes, we know he can wing it and all these things, but even through camp, how they chart, you know, it runs me crazy how they chart all of this stuff. But oh, some come on, you got to give it to the masses, Ed. You know, but when you they're, know they're, they're, they're charting, they're charting the throws and they're charting the things that are happening. And these throws are linebackers and safeties and things like that. You're throwing in the middle of the field. That to me, that starts to seem like you're not doing the math. You're not reading the coverages properly. You know, Fred Warner shouldn't be picking off you know five or six of your balls during camp. I like Fred, but he shouldn't be getting that many picks. Uh, seriously seriously he's a linebacker he's underneath coverage you got to be able to read that and you got to be able to find the holes around that so things like that you do have to think about he's the guy there is no one else coming through joe montana steve young not even garoppolo they're not coming off the sideline to save you it's his team now so those are things that you that you have to look at, which goes back to how I originally started this. I don't think Kyle is going to put him in a position to where they want him to win it. It's going to be the same type passes. It's going to be get it out of your hands quickly to Ayuk, 
to Kittle to Debo. That's and run it. That's how I think it's going to be. I, and this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. I, I, I see a conundrum here. And I agree with all that you're saying, that this is built around the run game and the defense. But also understand that these they get paid on the other side of the ball too, right? I mean, they get paid to scheme. They get paid to take things away. Uh-huh. You know just how brilliant of a a schemer and a play caller uh, that Kyle Shanahan is. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment or there will be some moments that I see, at least it, it appears to me yeah. where it's, it's oh, like one of those God. things where, Oh, somebody's going outside. All right. It's, it's one of those things where um, if I'm opposing defense, Trey, you got to beat me. Yeah. Yeah. You have to beat me. Right, so that that there's gonna come upon there's gonna come a time or two where that's gonna happen, and, and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to simply do it, um, and he will. And, and, so? and, I, and I think he's able to make those plays in those moments. I do. So I so that that's what I'm saying. I, but I but again, that's gonna be few and far between. I don't think they're gonna try to make him play that way. I don't think. Kyle is going to put it on uh, the game plan is not going to be Trey win the game. The, yeah, the no, game, that's not the game plan for, no. for Kyle, but for the defense, that most certainly is going to be the game plan, right? Like, they, well, like yeah, they're going well, to try to take it. everything away and be like, kids, you got to be show us. Well, you can't do that because if you try to take everything away and play coverage, now you're going to be you're going to be leaving yourself wide open to the run game. So now. So, so you got to do one or the other. So, you know, you can say we're no, going I'm to saying they load. take the run game away. Well, if you just load it, load the box into, for the run game and you're like, I'm going to keep eight, nine people up front, then you give them one-on-ones outside. And that's going to make – that's easier. It's, 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 gonna, it's harder for a quarterback to have to deal with coverage. It's harder for a quarterback. And if you're, give, and if you're putting him in situations to where, you're, where he's having to deal and, and you're playing coverage – you got two deep schemes and you got linebackers underneath and, and you're giving him smaller windows to throw into that's harder for a quarterback, but you also make, you make it more difficult on yourself for the run, which is what Kyle wants. Mm-hmm. So Kyle's scheme is set up to where, okay, I'm going to make you pick your poison, but if you pick your poison and you throw it down, I, I mean, you don't have to be extremely accurate to hit a wide open receiver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, just like, like last night in the game, there was a third down conversion where where um, Trey threw a ball, and I can't remember the receiver that was coming across the middle. It was a bad ball. I mean, he threw it. He could have hit him on the run. He threw a bad ball down to the ground. The receiver went down and caught the ball, but it's a first down conversion. When you look at the charts, it's going to be like another pass that was a first down conversion. It's going to look really good. wasn't a great throw, but he was wide open. He can get it there. So that so that's that's the thing. Um, I still think this is a double win team because it's just a really good football team. The, the Niners have a really, really good, they've put together a solid roster. It's a really good football team. Uh, but I don't think um, I, it plays into the hands of opponents. If you're just standing Trey back there right now saying, let's throw the ball, let's just stand in the pocket and throw the ball. If Kyle tries to prove that, I think it's going to be an issue starting out. 
because Trey is going to see a lot of things that he hasn't seen before. Just bottom line. He's going to see a lot that he hasn't seen. And he has to figure it out. And the question is, how many times you want to give the ball away while he's figuring it out? So I, I, I mean, obviously that's a very good point that you bring up. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's just, it's, it's too tough to gauge, obviously, from, you know, these, these first two preseason games that, that he's appeared in. I think, obviously, we'll get a better idea after we won. Um, but in terms of that, when you look at his backup, <laughs> uh huh, what does that look like? Um, Trey saying last night after the game that uh, Jimmy hasn't really been in any meetings, really hasn't been around. Like his sounding board has, has basically been uh, either Sudfeld, Nate Sudfeld, um, who people thought wow. was the backup, or Brock Purdy, uh, Mister Irrelevant, who has come on and um, is pushing to to be that guy. And so wow. I don't know that Kyle's going to keep three, but, you know, I guess that remains to be seen. Um, so that being said, I mean, who who's going to be the backup? Um, is, it I, is, it, is it Purdy? Is it Nate? I, I, you know what? I'm not even going to try to get into that game. I'm not even going to try to get into that. I've said before you should keep Jimmy. I, I've said it. Um, I think they went through this with Cap and Alex. I think that team would have been much better off if you had kept Alex because while you were right, and, and, and I think Cap would have benefited from it because even the ride when Harbaugh started to lose a little bit of faith because the growth wasn't there as fast as he was hoping, you would have had Alex, a guy that knew your system, that had won games, that the locker room felt comfortable with, that you know could lead the huddle and lead the organization, and you could have continued moving forward while Cap was growing. I, I, as opposed to having to bench him and deal with all of that, it would have been a much different outcome. And I think I, mindset for cap, I think it would be a much different. Everybody's freaking out about it. You can't have him there. And what's going to happen? I think Trey, you just said it. Who is he leaning on? Who is he learning from? Who Who is he bouncing things off of? He has now become the guy in the room. You need someone that can help you grow, bounce things off. And if it's not progressing as fast as they want, he goes back out there. There is a certain amount of respect that Trey has for the guy stepping on the field. Trey is not going to feel that way. One of these backups step out there on the field. It's going to be the Brady thing. You're picking that mother over me. Oops, I hope I hope Summer wasn't around. I'm sorry. No, she's not. She's not around. <laughs> I heard the door open back up. Um, but that's but that one needed that f bomb needed to be dropped because that's how it's going to be. Like so, so you want that dude over me? Uh, it's that 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 comes into play again. You know, these are things I've wanted. City, all of these things you have to think through. So I don't know. And sitting in that coaching room. And looking at this stuff, th th these these are conversations that you have to have. So right, let, let me simplify it then. It we I mean, we've pretty much gotten to the point where it's release them or keep them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Well, right now at the moment, there, there, there will always be consideration. There will always be teams that will look at it. I can tell you right now. I can just being in Seattle, Seattle would be the, the quarterback room would raise significantly. The level wouldn't raise significantly if Jimmy Garoppolo went there. 
Just saying that they know that. So there are teams that there are teams that are still looking at, okay, this is what we're going to try to do. The question is whether or not you can do it. So yeah, you are at a keep him or cut him. Um, and there teams are out there. I've talked to coaches on for three different teams that I know that like him, but they're, they're hoping he gets cut. They're hoping he gets cut, right? They're hoping he gets cut because they can do it at their price. Now, if he doesn't get cut, now there's a whole different conversation and the way they have to look at it. But right now, as you say, there are two things on the table, keep him or cut him. Well, that's on the table for all the other teams that are actually interested in him as well, whether or not they're going to keep him or cut. They have one set of plans. If he get, if they keep him, they have another set of plans if they cut it. So that, that comes in that comes into play. So um, the theory that no one wants Jimmy, um, that's not true. That that that's that's that is really not true. Because I've had I've had some conversations in in the last um, six weeks with with teams I know for a fact. And the assumption I know everyone's going to assume right now I'm just talking about Seattle. Um, no, but I've I've had conversations with other teams. Well, I mean, Seattle's out. I mean, they've been reported that they they're they're eyeing him. Yeah, well, well, you can just look at Seattle's. I mean, that's an easy one. You just look at their um, quarterback room. You, you look at their, you look at their quarterback room. I mean, there, there's no question Jimmy would be an upgrade for them. All right, so yeah. And another thing too. You, so, it, so, it, so, it, so, so, what's it gonna be? Are they keeping them or releasing them? Uh, are they keeping them? I, I told you before. I don't. I don't know. I personally hope that they keep him i hope that they keep him because it, it because it's going to help trey lance as a player it's going to help him grow trey lance is going to come to the sideline and there are things that he's going to be able to ask jimmy about things that will help clear his mind up jimmy will be able to see things that he can't see that he doesn't see yet hey look at this think about that when that guy leans this way, does that, that backside safety is doing it. There are things that he's going to pay attention to that it will help him progress. Not that Trey won't pick up on those things, but it'll help him pick up on those things quicker. And he will, and Jimmy, whether people want to believe it or not, Jimmy is better at that than Kyle. I know Kyle throws a pretty ball and all of this stuff at practice. It's different when you're out there playing. It's different when you're when you're the, when you're in that arena playing that position. It's, it's just it's there just there's just tacit knowledge that you're going to get from playing the position that Jimmy can that, that Jimmy can spread on that that those other guys don't have because they haven't played. Yeah, they can see it. Yeah, they can look at it, but they're kind of looking at the same thing that the coach told them to look at. The same things that the coaches are looking at, as opposed to someone who's out there playing with the X's and O's that are moving. So that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I see it. Well, roster's got to be cut four days from when we are recording this pod. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't tell me. You think cut him or keep him? So, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go ahead. You answer. I didn't answer your question, but I'm going to answer your question. I I, I think they're, so I think they're playing hardball. So everybody's going to look to the cut down date, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the 30th. But it's not until the tenth that his contract goes into effect of September. Mm-hmm. So in theory, they can take this thing all the way down till one p.m. Pacific, four p.m. Eastern on the tenth. 
Yeah, because when's, when's the first game? The first game is the 11th. Okay, got and it. And the first yeah, you're they, right, it, the first game of the season, the NFL season, that Thursday night game, I believe that's the 8th, right? Yeah, that's the 8th. Well, it's, it's, it's for the team. It's the opening day roster. So if he's on that roster, they owe him his money. If he's on the opening day roster. Yes. So if they cut him game, before that, yeah. then they – from yeah. my understanding, he doesn't get anything. Yeah. So uh, his seven million that he's already gotten. Well, yeah. yeah. So, million, so, yeah. so, what do you think? What do you think? So you said they're going to play hardball. I because I, I think they're going to take they're going to take this thing all the way down to the wire, see if they can find a trade partner. Okay. But ultimately, I think, but this is where things get tricky, right? Because you got to yeah. you got that roster yeah. cut down date on the thirtieth, and then you you know there may be a player or whatever you might want to grab uh-huh. the cash or that uh-huh. still should be on the opening day roster. Now you, you're you, you may be playing with fire in that sense, but um. Uh, they're gonna take this thing all the way down to the tenth. Uh, well, but you still. And, and then they're gonna cut them. Then they're gonna cut. Okay. Him. Okay. You know what? Okay. And that's what I, I, mm, I actually think they're gonna keep him on the roster. Past the, t- he'll be in the opening day roster. I think they're gonna keep him on the roster. I think they're gonna keep him on the roster. I mean, look. You know what? Here's the thing, and this is the thing that that gets me. Everybody, everybody talks about the money, right? Uh huh. Free agency, all that stuff is over. Yeah. So at that point, like, I don't even know if the money really matters. No. Right? Because no, the, the, already, money, the money doesn't matter because, look, the money is accounted matter. for. Because it's accounted for. You signed Debo. So you can't say, well, they can't sign Debo because it is. They already signed it. So, so the money's not going to matter. You can't say, well, they can't sign Nick Bosa. Well, guess what? He's going to be off your books anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they didn't take that twenty-five million yes, and give it, it to anybody else. It, so they they put it's their it. team together. The team is together. You're not getting anybody else right now. You've gone through free agency. You've gone through the draft. You are correct. The money's accounted for. They've already accounted for. It. So that's why it, now he's not in the meetings. He's not doing all of this. So that would be a sign that he's not going to be there. Well, no, that's the sign that you want Trey to know it's his team. Not Jimmy. You already told Jimmy. Jimmy's a big boy. He knows that. He, Jimmy knows his trades team. You told him that when you decided, you told him you were going to trade it. You told him. So Jimmy's already at peace with that. Trey has to understand this is your team. So, Jimmy, you don't have to worry about making a mistake. You can learn at your pace. You can do all these things. So I can see them not having Jimmy involved in any of that. But once you get past that roster, I mean, once you get past that point, it's like, okay, now he becomes your backup. I think you bring him back in. He already knows the offense. He already he already can come back in and do all of those types of things. Basically, week one game prep, he's he's back in the meeting room. Yeah, he's back in the meeting room because now you're game planning. You're not in, installing and all this stuff. And, so and once the season starts, I mean, he you, he can't still be on the backfield signing autographs and stuff. Well, right? yeah, and then this is the other thing too. There's there's always this belief that they haven't been giving him all of the installations, all the new plays, all the things that that are going on. It's going into Jimmy's iPad just like it's going into everybody else's in that quarterback room. Yeah, I don't think they took his iPad. I mean, he's still getting the facility, right? Thank I mean- you, thank you. <laughs> He's still getting all the same information, all the same updates, all of this stuff. You know, like I said, I know how it works now. I I know exactly how it works. So he, he, you don't have to be there. 
just like guys don't have to play on 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 in games, just like they give vets days off at practice. You don't need this. So it's like we're going to allow you to not do it and we're going to let the guys that need it get it because we want to look at them. We want them to have different um, views of things. We want Trey to lead the room. We want Trey to have to answer the questions. We want to see what Trey knows because we're about to give him the keys to one of the one of the most historic franchises in sports. He's the guy now. Like this, this, I mean, this isn't the freaking Titans. This is the 49ers. We're, 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 we are talking the 49ers. What do you mean, do you mean by that? Do. This isn't the Titans. What do you mean by that? I, I, what have the Titans done? Come on. What are the Saints? Come, come on. I mean, you start thinking about certain organizations. Come on, man. It's in Cleveland. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm just being real about it. I mean, it's in the Jets. It's in the Jets. This is this is the this is the 49ers. This is I mean, we're we're just talking about just sports entertainment in general, the entire genre. It is one of the marquee organizations in all of sports entertainment. It's, it's a marquee. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't. It, it it's one of those. It's it's up there with the Chelsea's of the world. It's one of those. No, he's so, European football on y'all. Well, I'm just well, I'm just it's 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 one it's one of those type organizations to where it carries that type of weight when you start talking about sports entertainment, the expectations of what it has done. Um, you, you look at past history, and so that's why there's so much pressure on the person that takes the ball for the 49ers because you are expected to continue to live up to that. Now, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. So I'm glad. So I, I see them. So back to what I'm saying, I see them saying, hey, we want to see how you handle all of this because it's yours now. They made that decision and they made it way back when they drafted him. We all knew it. I just say what you just said. I, I mean, you pointed out something that's just a fact. The money is accounted for. Why not That's have a guy? We're talking about. Why not have a guy that you know you can win with? A guy that your team feels you can win with. If Jimmy hits the field, there's no one in that on. There will be no one in the offensive or defensive huddle that feels that they can't win with him. That's big, man. That's big. If you got two guys that you feel that way about, that's huge. There are a lot of teams out there that don't have one. <laughs> no that's that, that's facts i i um look i've been standing on this pod since the spring uh I, I just did something up in sacramento on radio earlier this week uh saying that um i i just don't think jimmy's gonna be here but uh it does not change the fact that yeah. the money's the money's accountable well, you know well so, yeah well i'm gonna say it, this, it doesn't change not... the fact that and I've been saying this. They butchered this thing. Yeah. To the well, degree. well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say that you can't win it. I already told you right now. I expect that I expect them to be a double digit win team. It's the roster's too good. I expect them to get to the playoffs. Anything can happen, but I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not, I got to see the first part of the season. 
um, before I'm like, okay, kind of how it was like week three or something last year in, in that 2019 season where I was like, okay, now this, they're legit. Like, I, I don't have any more questions. You remember we were doing it and I was just like. Yeah, and I, I wasn't ready to go there yet. Yeah, you weren't there. I was like, I've seen enough. I've, I've, seen, I've seen them at home. I've seen them on the road. I've seen them in tough situations with adversity. I was like, I've seen enough. This roster is ready to play. I need a couple weeks. I need to give me the first month. I want to see. It may happen before that, but I want at least the first month to where I'm like, okay, this squad can win it. This squad can. I, I want a little bit. I so I, I will say this though: you keep Jimmy on this team, it's going to be hard for them not to win the Super Bowl. It's going to be very difficult for the 49ers to not win the Super Bowl if you have Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster, because it's going to be very difficult for you to not play winning football regardless of injury or anything else at the quarterback position. If you can play winning football at the quarterback position, you got a shot every week. And I think with those two guys in the quarterback room, you have a shot at playing winning football every season. I mean, every week on offense. And I think the defense is going to be all right. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, one thing we heard last night from the great Al Michaels, familiarity breeds contempt. Yep. Kirk Herbstreet was asking him, what's wrong with Jimmy? Why did not hold Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, hey, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. But no, I mean, you, yeah, 2019, I wasn't quite ready to go there yet. You, you were all, that's how the, that that's actually how the gauntlet started, right? Like I have my own apprehensions. I think they had to go to, I think they had yeah. Green Bay, Baltimore, and New Orleans. Like, what about like this that gauntlet like six, they got to go through? Weeks or whatever. And yeah. we, we are the gauntlet. And I was like, all right. I said it then. I'll say it again. Um, Hell, all right, well, cool. We, we, uh, <laughs> we shall see. Um, great to be back with you and doing this, partner. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the regular season is finally here. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look. We we're we're candid, right? Y'all y'all know us by now. We you know we don't really get out with the whole off season jargon and. No, I got yeah, no. It's, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's cool if that's your thing. It's um, it's. Uh, we you don't know what? we don't really. That's not really like no. our, our cup of tea. We do it though, but at the same time, we just want to be honest with y'all. Like, yeah, we don't like it. Now, yeah. Like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, about to start playing some games here. So they, they got to. Speaking of which, <laughs> what's up with all this time between now and you got a good what two weeks? Two weeks. Three? Yeah. Wait, one, two. Good two weeks before the regular season starts. Um. Well, you took. You know, you got rid of that preseason game, that last preseason game. So they got rid of that. That's part of it. And the other thing is that the NFL is trying to slowly creep all the way back until um, Valentine's Day. That's what that's what the NFL is trying to do. The, the NFL wants to take over that, and they want Valentine's. They want to turn that into like a Super Bowl thing. That's what they want divorce rate in the country. That's what, that's what they're that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to make that a male holiday. They want they want everybody to break up. <laughs> not, a, not a lover's holiday. They're trying to make it a male holiday. They're trying to make <laughs> they that. want everybody to break up. Divorce, divorce rates in America are not high enough for the NFL. That's what I'm just, so just watch and see because you you already you've pushed that back, and then when they add eight, you know, game 18 to the season, it's going to push it back, and you're, you're going to be there. I'm telling you, they're they're trying to get it. The Super Bowl is going to be it's going to be played on that 
you know, right around Valentine's Day. That's that's what they're working towards. I heard this years ago, so um, and it's it's coming to be. So we'll see. Babe, you hear that? <laughs> you're trying to move the Super Bowl back to Valentine's Day. Hey, I didn't I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm just saying I heard it. Don't get mad at me for what I heard. Yeah. First name Roger, last name Goodell. Go ahead, give him a call. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be it for this edition. Uh feel free to continue to download, subscribe. Uh download, subscribe, rate, review where we're yeah. located wherever you find your yeah. podcast. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. That's, so that's from a partner. So oh, go get your swag too. Uh, th- th- some we 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 I've seen we've seen some of the numbers. Stuff has been selling. Um, believe.shop.com. Go ahead, get get your yeah. swag. We got the take six shirts. We got the Friday is Friday full shirts. The we are the gauntlet shirts. All that is all available for you uh, on on the website. So go ahead and check out my the wife, my wife wears well. the, my wife wears the damn dude one. That's what she, she wears the does. damn dude. <laughs> she, likes wearing, she likes wearing the one. That's my, wife, my, wife, <laughs> my wife was like, "Where? What are these shirts?" <laughs> she was like, "We we we went to Palm Springs on the for our anniversary." She's like, "What what is this shirt you got on?" What is <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, feel free to continue to download, subscribe, rate, review. Um, hit us up on social media. So, from a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.